That's a great question, bro. That is a great question, dude. And I'm a retard and I don't have the answer to that. So I will defer to these guys because I'm not the smartest guy, even though I fucking make mad money, dog. Evan, Evan, can you repeat the question one more time? purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking kind of fatties. We're banking some kind of fatties. I'll tell you who's got a nice fatty. The fuck, the the housekeeping at the Holiday Inn Express I was staying at. Fat asses joining me as always uh in tampa shout out tampa uh join me as always uh in his new office that hasn't even had time to put anything on the wall evan nope. hand how are you evan tired exhausted still how are here. you tired you're 12 how are you tired <laughs> dude i have not stopped moving for four days buddy you haven't stopped moving all i do is work my legs Okay, oh, joining Jesus. me yeah, is, the, uh, is, is the guy who's just doing the weirdest workouts that he's going to talk about today. Uh, he came over. We watched some UFC fights. Uh, we'll get into that because I have a theory. Uh, join me, uh, Chris Knapp. How are you, Chris? Buddy, like I said, the, I saw you yesterday. That was the first time I could walk around and I didn't look like I just got fucked in the ass because I have been slamming calves slamming quads i even use that machine that does your pussy that goes in and out yeah I, how's that gonna help you dunk it's i don't know if it is uh it's but i've not. got i've got readers coming at me left and right uh imploring me to do plyometrics box jumps so i start box jumps tomorrow uh evan if you don't mind you could pull up one of my videos it's getting a lot of play right now it's probably on <laughs> my Twitter. tens of people are watching it uh buddy We'll just do the uh, the calf raises one. Yeah, the just calf raises one, one is I've solid. Been, obviously, you've seen the videos, and this, he doesn't want to throw up in his I mean, mouth. I mean, I'm tag, I'm tagged in all of them. So, oh, oh well, sorry. of course. This, by the way, this is an arsenal strength machine. It's one of the best machines in the industry. And uh, I was doing about 80 pounds. I did about uh, five reps, uh, five sets at about 12, 15 uh, reps apiece. Well, we'll never get that time back. Here we go. <laughs> and a lot of people are saying, Chris, I noticed you work out in jeans. And why is nobody in that gym? And the, the reality is when you're an internet celebrity, when I work out, I buy out the gym for the time I'm there because I don't want to be interrupted. I want to maintain focus. And I want to work out the way I work out, which is in jeans and cons. You're like rock. I mean, you got the con right as you're conning everybody into this thing. That's for sure. Uh, I can understand, uh, you know, Neff not want to sign autographs to literally nobody. I get that, dude. So listen, uh, I think how long do you dunk? We already said January 15th. Uh, when you get back from vacation, we'll, we'll meet in the park. Uh, we will have a film crew there. I haven't decided uh, who that's going to be, how he's going to be gone. Of course, he'll be on the, uh, the, the right coast. So we'll make sure it's documented. Um, and again, I don't know if I can do it, but if there's one thing I've learned, 
from just last week's fights and from you over the years is that you're not going to win if you don't believe in yourself. And at this point, I believe in myself. <laughs> and I believe that the workouts that I put in, by the way, do you know I'm doing uh, butthole Kegels? Did you know you could do butthole Kegels? <laughs> yeah, I, I know you can do butthole Kegels. Yeah, I'm doing those, which I How's feel that? like is, what's that, Evan? How's that going to help? How is uh, that going to help? Everything from the waist down, buddy, it's not just the waist down. I'm fucking uh, walking around with my kettlebell just so I have a little bit more uh, lift that off. That doesn't even look like a kettlebell. It looks, it looks like, like a, a calf bell. bell. It's like a tiny bell. That's I'm surprised 12, it's not painted pink. That's, that's how 12, tiny that bell is. Up his it's ass. 12 pounds. Well, it's 6 kg. Is that a bell or a butt plug? <laughs> it that- is 6 kilograms, okay? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Um, the, the plant leg is still, um, uh, fine, but the takeoff leg is still have a little tingling, but I think from what my trainer says, once my DECA kicks in, I'm not going to feel it no matter now, what. When you tingle, do you go pee sitting down? I've been peeing sitting down for 10 years. Are you really do, dude? I busted oh. a friend of mine. It's just down, so peeing. much He's more like, it relaxing just to feel that it's just so much more relaxing to just pee sitting down. Um, I think this dunk, this dunk thing would be a great opportunity to partner with four deep. So people can, you know, place bets on whether buddy, you dunk or not. Evan, there's already a liquidity pool on the discord. Okay. <laughs> they, they've been liquidity pool. Yeah. There's swing trading action. I think the coin is called Neff uh, dunks with authority. What the it's fuck? out there. You got to find it, but somebody made it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in, dude. I'm in, um, dude. Couple of I'm things. In. Uh let's touch on the memes of the week. Sam, do you mind singing the song? It's meme of the week. It's meme of the week. Hey man, we got them. Meme of the week. And Evan. Which one there do you it want? is? This is uh the Daddy's episode best, 70. Which I best mean, friend is this of th- yours? These are all my new best friends. This is pretty amazing work. Okay. A lot of people, word on the street is they're like, can you guys make this an NFT? Um, I mean, look at the attention to detail here with the names of the songs. Penny Shit. I mean, Evan looks real. Uh, Neff, you look real. You loving this. Uh, I think they carved, they cut my ears off. Like, where are my ears? <laughs> but look at this. I want to see, uh, I'm a big Beatles fan. Too bad Johnny Nice isn't here. Penny, Penny Shib would be Penny Lane. Paper yeah, write-off yeah. would be uh, paperback writer. Norwegian wood is Kathy Wood. Happiness is a warm gun. Now it's happiness is a warm ring. Maxwell Silver Hammer of the Gods. Damn, uh, dude. This guy did great. He crushed it. The daddies. Sergeant great. Rock fucks Rusty Cart Cunt Hair Band. Well, that is actually on Sergeant Peppers. What? And then, what? Hold on. This is so sly. Dan came in through the bathroom window. Another mm-hmm. reference to my boy Dan Diego. So well, <laughs> Dan Diego again. Dan Diego is the guy uh, that uh, apparently I sleep with in San Diego when I misspell his name wrong. And uh, where in the world is Dan Diego? <laughs> I mean, these guys are so fucking good. So let's get to this week. The week that was. Um, AMC, a lot of people are asking about AMC. Hey! Um, yeah. I just want to thank everybody who came to Tampa, <laughs> crap, crushed it, sold out show, 240 tickets sold. Thank you, everybody. I'm close to my goal of 300 in every uh, market. Uh, I am going to be in San Luis Obispo. If you guys are there, come see me. I'm going to be doing stand up out there on the 13th. 
And then I'm also going to be in uh, Long Beach on the 28th and the 29th. Uh, the you 28th, should sleep over. January, you should January sleep over 28th, that night. And then I'm going to be in Bakersfield on the 29th. Uh, that and Buffalo. I mean, just go to samtribute.com. I got a lot of dates coming. A lot of but dates you should, coming. You should do a sleepover when you're at Harvell's. It's six blocks uh, from I my house. I can't take the cat piss smell. <laughs> okay. So um, we do need to talk about AMC. Uh, lots of insider selling from their CEO and CFO. Now, I'm going to just pretend I'm Howie. A lot of people are saying, is this a time to buy? Absolutely not. Nobody's going to the fucking new movie theaters it's a dead market it's over now here's the other thing you got to remember uh year over year amc's up 666 percent. the devil's mark oh, oh yeah yeah well what does that mean that means there's going to be a lot of people end of the year taking profits you know for tax purposes uh so i don't think it's a buy here tesla we're seeing the same thing elon sold another 963 million shares of tesla uh i don't think these are buys right now um like i said i'm with e i think the market is crabby or choppy as we call it on the equity side i'm not interested in buying e either one of uh these um and then of course we got to discuss kathy wood um, you know, her funds got destroyed. I, I sold mine about three weeks ago, and I want to say for a 42% gain in 14 months. And then we've got big, big news in the Twitter sphere. Twitter, the new CEO of Twitter banned our favorite follow, Nancy Pelosi portfolio tracker. So, and the, the Gislaine Maxwell. Oh, that's not existent on Twitter. You can't follow, follow it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You got you, you to gotta go on the dark web to basically hear that this son of a fucking scumbag fucking, you know, groomed and was, you know, Epstein's fucking co-captain and all this molestation. It's a fucking yeah, joke. For sure. So um, <laughs> I do have an announcement. A lot of people um, are talking about air sale. Uh, one of my picks about a month back. You do have to execute your warrants to shares they will not automatically execute what does that mean talk to your broker if you got something in the mail or a notice from an online um, uh, uh, brokerage you have to declare that you're going to convert them they will not convert automatically um, so we covered that uh, inflation guys it just keeps getting fucking worse it is not transitory Powell's retired the phrase transitory we're at a 40-year high at inflation. Okay. So what does this mean? Well, if you got, if you're going to beat 7% inflation, you got to put your money somewhere. It's still going into the market. It's still going into crypto. Uh, I do, but I do think you got to be a little cautionary. What are your thoughts on this inflation that we're seeing here, guys? Well, you know, man, I'm just telling you, dude, the, here's the problem with everything. The solution to inflation is crypto. But the problem is that people freak out and sell their crypto to deal with the situation of inflation when they should hold it. And that's when you should hold it is when inflation shoots up, but they're never going to do it because people panic, 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 panic. It's only going to get worse, man. The it's only going to get worse, man. I mean, I'm living in LA dude, dude, a house that was $900,000, a million dollars. It's not selling for 1.5 million in like uh, less than a year. I mean, like it went in like six months. It, it It's going to correct itself. Everything ebbs and flows big and big, 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 big. 
Ah, bad and bad. It will work its way back, but we're living in crazy times. And if you react, you only make it worse, man. You got to like, you just got to realize that in my humble opinion, the, so, so inflation keeps going up. You, you freak out, you sell your fucking crypto for fiat money and it instantly just becomes worth less. You, you sell this thing that isn't attached to inflation and you sell it for money that is attached to inflation and your money just every time they print more money, what you sold your, your crypto for becomes worth less and less and less. It's just how it goes. And I get that. Like, I mean, like I, I, I told you guys, I'm a hodler. I am. I'm reading the tea leaves. There will come a time where I think it's time to take a little profits. I normally don't do that, but I will not take profits just to put money in my bank. I'm just not going to do it. I'd rather have it in the, in the fucking crypto market. Well, if put I'm it in the bank for a little while and then put it into a house. It, you know, you're going to have to move that money but, into but, fiat. Dude, it just, it doesn't, it, like, it just becomes fucking, it just, it, it's worthless. Yeah. Fiat is becoming worthless money. I will say that. You. I will say this because you're a famous hodler and it is worthy to note that I'm, a, I'm an Apple hodler and Apple's been on this amazing run and people are like, when are you going to sell it? I'll never sell it. I like to say nothing, everything's for sale, but there are a couple things like Nvidia and Apple where I just, I'm not looking at them and they're, I don't give a fuck what happens to them. They're such great companies long-term. I'm just holding them. They're, they're anchors of my portfolio. So, um, you know, uh, is it time for reader questions? I know we got a tight interview coming up. Yeah, here let's go. But let's, let's do go it, Evan. Questions. Let's go. Let's do right. it. It's time for <laughs> Nest Best Friends speaking up, letting us know what they think. It's time for Chris's Best Friends to speak up, let us know what they think. Okay, okay. this one comes from... Neff's best friend, pandemic of vaccinated. Is Sam going yeah. to get an AR before it's too late? An AR? Uh, I, I have a guy who wants to buy, sell me an AR. I am interested. So a big part of me taking off is I finally will have time to go shoot guns. That's my biggest thing. I okay. finally had some time to shoot guns. And guess what, homeboy? Daddy shooting guns. Okay. 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 Next one. The answer is, is yes. Next one is Chris Neff's best, best friend, Aaron Williams. If you had to, would you put all of your chips in a loop ring or rareable? Oh, no. that's a great question. Neither. Uh, but I can answer it. <laughs> loop ring. It's got the word ring in it. Okay. Okay. I, 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 like, I disagree. I like rareable as well because I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's the market cap is right where you want to be to see a nice, healthy takeoff. And I do like the project. But I'm I'm committed to the to the word what ring. What is Loop you know. Rings project? Ho ho ho, gentlemen! It is time. It is that time of the year to trim your nuts, Mary Jolly, all the way. Thanks to our good friends at Manscaped. That's right, dude. You want to give your ladies some nice package or some real coal? Okay, if you want to give some real coal, it's time to get Manscaped, right? Yeah, let's talk about the performance package 4.0. You'll find the signature lawnmower. That's trademarked, of course. This electric trimmer 
has proprietary advanced skin safe technology to Safe reduce... for your skin. Exactly. No room. Trim that nuts. Keep those cuts off your Works balls. Works on your back too. Yep. <sighs> Waterproof. You can use it in the shower. It's like a gift your partner with it less. It just nuts. keeps giving. That's right. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver. You know what that is? That's when it can preserves your crops. Yep. Which is anti-chafing ball deodorant. Dude, that's what you need, bro. You know you what you need, need even more than that? Nuts, nice. Don't forget about the Crop Reviver. Okay, oh, dude, that's the like, moisturizer and toner. It's wait, time. Got, you know, when you say that, I think about that Elmo meme. It's like, <laughs> preserve the crops. Like, it's time to keep your North Pole feeling and smelling fresh. Ho, 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 motherfucker. I got clean nuts. This hygiene bundle will also come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers. By the way, have you tried Very them on important. yet? Yeah, they I breathe have. very well. And when I jog in them, I, I yep. run quicker. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new ultra premium body wash as well. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, Everything nice, and Everything with sea salt is better, including your nuts. Yeah, well, it gets better. They also just launched their new two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, which is key ingredients that benefit. I use it. I know. It I hydrates, like it. nourishes, it smells good. conditions, I feel like a man. strengthens your hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on what? And uh, I'm fucking shaving Manscaped 4.0 premium package of whoop-ass. Go to manscaped.com and use code CASHDADDIES for 20% off and free shipping. Isn't there a light on there, too? They got one with yeah. a light? Yeah. So when you're working your hole you can get into that dark cavern? <laughs> it's so you missed the warts. <laughs> well, it's all the Game Stoppers jumping in uh for the nft usage mm -hmm. so i like the loop ring uh, i don't know i mean it's a it's a it's a tight uh, no pun intended it's a tight call here uh what do you think evan i like the loop ring project a lot i mean listen don't go putting all of your chips into it <laughs> yeah, but i what mean are you nuts <laughs> definitely put it into like you know bigger market cap projects but i i do like loop ring a lot um, I next... dude, I like, I like them. I mean, like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I like rare, rareable a lot. I, I, I bought a chunk. It's back kind of where I bought it, but it's a little lower, but I think, you know, this is one of those things that I think the longer time goes by, the more we establish itself. I, I, the whole thing about it is, is it's involved with NFTs and, you know, well, right and now, before yeah. that's why polygons, was doing well. That's what all your NFTs are basically built on. And here's another one. So I like NFTs. I mean, obviously everybody does. And I do think they're a future. I'm not really, guys, one of these doom and gloom guys when it comes to markets and everything. I don't think anything's as bad as they think it's going to get. I don't think it's going to be as great as everybody thinks. I think everything just kind of, again, expands and contracts. Before I forget, word on the street, dog, is that you came in uh, like three days ago and made a big announcement that you bought Governor uh, Dow. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Okay, I did. because... I bought a nice chunk of it on uh, Uniswap. Yep. I'm holding it. And, uh, you know, based on what I'm reading, I like, I like... The uh, I like what it has. I own um, uh, a lot, and I'm excited, dude. I may go in for a little more. Well, next time you buy something and want to tag Cash Daddies, make sure and tag Cash Daddies Pod as opposed to some rando with one follower called Cash Daddies. Hmm. Oh fuck! I did the wrong one. 
Yeah, that's okay. Evan, what do we got? Next one is from uh, Neff's best friend, Joe Crypto 22 says, is Bitcoin not seeing a 70, 80% drop because the metaverse and the NFT market? I don't know, oh, man. You know, doom and no. gloom. A lot of people talking doom and gloom. We have a really great conversation coming up about has Bitcoin hit its, uh, hit its top? It's definitely possible. There's some people think like 60, 70 is its top. And, uh, you know, I mean... I'm, I'm not even going to try to call a top or a bottom on fucking Bitcoin. Oh, you know a bottom when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, in my opinion on this, though, like the metaverse and the NFT markets would not nearly be enough to hold the entire market up itself. Um, so yeah. I, I, I don't think that's related at all. I think it's just we're, we're in a crab market. We're going to be stagnant going sideways for maybe a month. Okay. I am looking to start selling a couple of things. And uh, especially, you know, I've told everybody again to sit on Shibu Inu. I think we have a nice little run again. I might not sell it. You know what I might do, Doc? I might convert it. I've been doing that a little bit, converting it into another coin. Uh, we talk a lot about BSV. So maybe we'll see. I don't know, man. I'm all about conversion. You all really right. are. You love the trans. <laughs> this is the last Twitter one we got from Neff's best friend, Secondhand Grand Slam is only taking out your initial investment on a crypto platform like Coinbase, a taxable event? That's a very good question. And I don't know the answer question. to that. So I was going to defer to Howie, but of course he's not here. I don't believe it is, but I would have to double check. And of course I would talk to my accountant first. Um, this next one says, is from the Discord. Now best right. friend, MoneyMind007. What Love stock him. would you guys make options call on if you only had a thousand dollars to make the call? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would look at Pfizer. I think PayPal is probably at its trough right now. I don't think it's going to go any lower. Uh, probably most likely PayPal. Um, but I, if Howie was here, I think he would say Ford. So um, I would say PayPal. That would be my recommendation. Uh, this one's on the Instagram from Neff's best friend, Jared Wayne, five, five, three, seven. Should I hold on to Chewy or is it going to continue to drop? Ooh, that is, I don't really... even know what that is. So you have my answer. Uh, why don't we pull up the chart on it? Because I did trade a bunch of Chewy options earlier in the year and I did well. Um, let me just take a look at the chart here. Oh shit. I hadn't realized it had fallen off a cliff. I mean, it's at 51.76. When I was trading it, I was trading it in the 80 to 90 range in February. Man, it's such a great company. Um, wow, look at that. Everything has just been fucking taking a beating. Um, I mean, I, I, I probably look to averaging down because I love the company long-term. So that would be that would that would be my answer. I'd probably average down. Okay. And the last one we got is from Neff's best friend, True Style Glass KC. When the US dollar inevitably crashes, how will we value cryptos? How many Shiba will it cost to buy a two by four at Lowe's when there's no longer US devaluation tied to Shiba? Sam, you're the one that holds Shiba. Uh, I'll say it again one more time. How, how will Sorry, we value cryptos when the U.S. dollar crashes? That's a great question, man. Sorry, I was uh, dealing with some 
issues on my phone. Uh, I that's a great question, bro. That is a great question, dude. And I'm a retard and I don't have the answer to that. So I will defer to these guys. Cause I'm not the smartest guy, even though I fucking make mad money, dog. Evan, I don't forget. Evan, can you repeat the question one more time? <laughs> How will cryptos be valued when the U.S. dollar crashes? Specifically, Shiba Inu. Are you mean? Are you asking me like how many Shiba Inu it's going to cost to buy well, a quart I think of milk? Was just no, what be- he's asking is that if there's the dollars crashed, how will they value the money? Yeah, that was the first part of his question, but then the second part was like. How many Shiba will it cost to buy a two by four at Lowe's when there's no longer USD valuation tied to Shiba? That's a great question, bro. That's uh, a great who's question. Who's buying two by fours at Lowe's with Shiba? <laughs> well, dude, that's the future, bro. I think we're a long, long way from being able to do any of that unless you're t- going to Doge at a Mavericks game or, you know, Doge at AMC. And I won't be shocked if AMC's bankrupt in a year and a half anyway. So, uh, great question. Let's save it for Howie because we're retards. How about that? <laughs> Can we all just agree? Well, Howie won't have the answer to that because nobody knows the answer to that. Of course. I'm just saying opinion-wise. I just, right. it's just like, it, who's crazy? I mean, that kind of goes into what I was talking about before. Um, I do want to answer one here that's from St. Nicholas J, also J Turkey. He is oh, pretty uh, much who my is best he? friend. Is he your He's my okay. best friend oh, on the Discord. He says, will you win the coin base bet end of year against Howie? It's looking pretty sharp. And E, by the way. What is uh, the coin base bet? Uh, that it would be under like 175 or 200. Um, what's, what's it at now? I mean, it's, it's nowhere near that last time I checked. Um, it's at 255.76. Yeah, I think that one's in the bag. And I also had the same bet with some guy we blocked on um, Twitter, Cash Daddy's 444. So okay, once okay. that's over, I will unblock you and we will find out if you're a man of integrity or not, or a woman for that matter. So um, then there was one other question I did want to answer from the Discord. Evan, is it, me... um, can you guys give you rules when you cut losses? Yes. Okay. It's such so a this great is question. From... James from this is from James from Sid, Chris Neff's best friend. Can you guys give your can you guys give your rules when you cut losses and take gains? Do you write these down before you place a trade? And please ask Sam to say <laughs> lozenges. Let's get the Sam part out of the way real quick because this could take a while. Sam, go lozenges. Ahead. <laughs> eh, close enough. So here's what, I, here's what I do. I pretty much have a cutoff point of 65%. I'll never hold anything in, in the red to 65. But keep in mind, when I buy something I like, I never blow my wad the first day it comes out. I save uh, at least two more bullets to fire at it, whether it's going to move up or whether it's going to move down. But yes, you. this speaks to what we were, uh, we're going to speak on later in the show when it comes to denial of your portfolio. Are you just going to let it keep getting redder and redder and redder? I've got a friend that called me up and he's like, dude, I'm down 50 grand for the year. And I said, in what? And he goes, I bought this pharmaceutical stock and it's down 85%. And I'm like, first of all, you let it get this bad, okay? Yeah, you got to get out. Yeah, but it was the same thing. I just can't even look at it. Well, if you don't look at it, it's like a ward on your dick. It's going to get fucking worse unless you get it treated, okay? It's going to spread. So you've got to fucking recognize your losers, okay? And accept the fact that you're not going to win them all and cut the cord and move on. 
by my number is 65%. If I get there, I am gone. I don't give a fuck what it is. Howie, I, I couldn't answer for him, but Howie and I were in OP last week and he fucking took the loser at like 30% immediately. So I, and I'm in this position right now and I'm down 50%. And if it gets to this number, I'm gone. I'm not going to keep throwing uh, good money after bad. It's just not worth it. Sometimes you just have to accept you got a loser on your hands. Yeah. I'm starting to look at like Smith and Wesson ain't doing well, bro. Well, keep in mind, buddy. Once the apocalypse comes, it's going to go through the fucking moon. I mean, you're bullish, but you're bullish, bro. Just got a bag of dick cookies. I'm like, nom, 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 nom. But correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, cookie dick eater. You are bullish on the cookie, cookie, cookie dicks, dick, dick, cookie dicks, cookie dicks. How you're bullish on the apocalypse. So if that's the case, I would recommend averaging down a little bit because once this is full blown fucking The Walking Dead, that's going to go through the roof. If we can even get on an exchange to buy and sell Smith and Wesson once the power. Let me ask you down. something, dude. Absolutely. So I, you know, I I'm new to these calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I losing money if it goes under a certain number? No, because calls can change on a dime because it's leverage trading. So, you know, the general rule of thumb is when a stock moves, um, you know, regularly, let's say it moves up 5%, you're going to multiply that anywhere between 7 to 10% on an option as movement. So, if you're down, you know, 30% on an option, you might only be down 5% on the, on the actual stock. But of course, then we factor in time value and theta decay and things change. And the closer you get to that expiration, the harder, the more you need that thing to move. So, okay. but like we so all got like, fucked on DraftKings. We're all taking it in the ass on DraftKings. That's just mm. the way it is. We made the wrong call. We were all uh, had a thesis. We were convicted in it and it didn't work out. That's life. So should I sell it? What are you, what are your, what's your expiry? Uh, shit. Is that December 23rd? And what are you down? Like 98%? I'm down 98%. I wouldn't. I'm holding the same call. I'm just praying that some crazy event takes hold and it shoots through the roof. What's the point of selling something when you're down 98%? So it won't won't sh- fuck me up even more. No, you can't. You, there's yeah, two percent. <laughs> you're fine. My point is, you're playing with something. How is something that is- down ninety eight percent? How does that even exist? Yeah, and I want to I want to circle back here and say when we were talking about our cutoff point, I'm speaking specifically of an equity. I'm not talking about an option. I'll hold an option into the fucking ground and just say uh, I'm writing this one off. So it's, it's a little bit different when it comes to options. Uh, All right, guys, I want to get this interview started. I know you guys do too. Lots of big news about the Craig Wright trial with uh, David Kleiman. By the way, it always makes me think of Sean Penn in Carlito's way, the lawyer, because that's what his name was, David Kleiman, the cokehead. Such a great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. But let's get this thing started off right now, everybody. Let's check out Kurt Worker Jr. Good show, guys. Yeah. Okay, guys, you ready for this interview? I'm really excited about this. Let's do uh, it, Chris. Hey, we will, Sam. Uh, guys, uh, excited to have this uh, this guest on the show. I called him last minute. Uh, he was more than gracious to a lot of his time to us. 
Uh, we've, if you remember about 20 episodes back, we had him on the show. Guys, without further ado, uh, let me introduce you all. Kurt Workett Jr., officially the chief Bitcoin historian at CoinGeek.com. How are you, Kurt? Hey, hold on real quick, Kurt. That was an awful intro. You do it better. You've been doing comedy forever. You give the credits, then the name, which is a big buildup. So try Thank it again. You. There okay. we go. One more time. That's exactly what I go did. On. I okay. Go on. Okay. Guys, you ready for this interview? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, All right. I got lucky because I know people and I, uh, I made a call last minute to our next guest. Uh, your readers will probably remember him from uh, about 20 episodes back. He is the chief Bitcoin historian at CoinGeek.com, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Kurt Workett Jr., everybody. Oh, there we go. Proper introduction. <laughs> Lovely. Proper. I mean, <laughs> sorry for dropping the R in your last name, Kurt Workett. That's all right. <laughs> so we wanted you on because, of course, the uh, the trial ended, the, the you know, the right climbing trial. And, of yep. course, it's had a ripple effect on the market. We have so many people asking us, what does this mean? We can get into the Satoshi shit later. But there's so many people confused as what this verdict actually means. So if you don't mind, can you take us back a little bit and then give us uh, bring us up to, you know, last week? <clears throat> yeah. So um, long story short, it's it's the largest private lawsuit of all time. Um, there's the Chevron case. You can go back to U.S. tobacco. Uh, this absolutely dwarfs those cases uh there was a potential for up to 600 billion with a b dollars on the line here uh this includes millions of bitcoin uh it includes tons of intellectual property that's been used across multiple uh continents and and business jurisdictions and blah 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 just a massive 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 trial uh, and a lot of people didn't know it was coming. A lot of people just haven't been paying attention to, to Craig Wright for, for a while here. Um, but but it's been a case that has been going since 2018. Went to trial uh, to basically see whether or not the thing that was on the table is, is Craig Wright Satoshi Nakamoto or is Craig Wright and Dave Kleiman Satoshi Nakamoto? And if Dave is 50%, uh, how does Dave get his half of the Satoshi Nakamoto Bitcoin? And just to be clear, Dave's fucked dead correct dave died in 2013 yes may he rest in peace did they bury him with any bitcoin i did i don't know uh didn't come Chucky up in court uh, <laughs> tokens and just throw a bunch of that, now there's gonna be tokens so, in people floating around the uh the, the graveyard with uh with shovels but, sorry dave uh, when, when the trial started he was alive correct no 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 no, no. he died so in 20 estate okay. this is his estate he died in 2013. Um, as Craig understood it, and, and a number of people confirmed, Dave always said he did not have any living family. So then a little while later, after Dave died, Craig gets an email from Ira Kleiman, to which Craig is like, oh, you, I, I, I thought Dave's brother was dead. Sorry. Well, it turns out they're stepbrothers. There was an estrangement thing. There's, there's a lot of issues there, too. But... Um, Basically, it was, hey, uh, you should know Dave died and, and blah, blah, blah. And Craig's like, oh, shoot, this is terrible. I didn't know. Craig lived in Australia. Dave lived in South Florida, actually. So um, the, the conversation went from, oh, oh, that's ridiculous. I, I didn't know Dave died. That's really upsetting. And then, oh, by the way, uh, don't reformat any of his hard drives or anything. He uh, looked for wallet.dat files on his hard drives. He helped me create Bitcoin. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, to which Ira responds like, excuse me? Like, what are you talking about? My brother, Dave? And he's like, well, yeah, we like, we were, we were part of a small team and I, I came up with this idea and blah, 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 blah. Like long story short, Dave helped me with, with this and this and this. And there you have it, you know? So and this is self-inflicted to a point. Like if it he is. never it, even said that, this trial would never have happened. Yeah, probably. But, but the way that Craig saw it was, Hey, you know, Dave, Dave was this guy that helped me with all kinds of things. So here's the thing publicly people knew that Dave and Craig worked together on all kinds of stuff. Like there are, lots of academic published papers about computer science topics that are by Craig Wright and Dave Kleiman, like the drive wipe fallacy or all the, it just computer science problems. So they would work together on these things. And so it was, it was not, not unknown that they had businesses together and did all kinds of things together. Um, it was not known that, um, you know, the whole Satoshi Nakamoto angle. And that you was, know, um, yeah. What, what's very interesting is like when this trial is coming out, it just sounds like another crazy story from Florida, <laughs> right? You're like, okay, <laughs> Florida man is suing another dude for who invented Bitcoin. You're like, okay, w whatever, dude. Right. Nobody knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. And then this thing started getting traction. And then like the internet erupted when this verdict came out and it's just super interesting. The ramifications of hmm. this verdict and how how this affects everything what are your thoughts on that well so one of the things like you know craig craig became a public figure in late 2015 when he was outed by uh wired and gizmodo magazine saying that he was satoshi nakamoto i got outed in uh 2018 i understand how that feels yeah that's no, no fun illegal in many jurisdictions also but doxing uh, any, anyways, like, you know, it, it really, it, it ruined Craig's life in many ways. Like he was forced to leave his home in Australia. He went and lived in hiding, uh, reemerged in the UK safety. I mean, he, he was outed as potentially one of the richest men in the world, uh, which, which causes all kinds of safety issues. Like he was a private citizen and it's like, Hey, this guy that lives over there is, you know, got sitting on billions, you know, and it's like, thoughts okay, coming out of everywhere. Just thoughts on thoughts on thoughts, <laughs> yeah. dog. He had he had a lot of smashing to do between uh, <laughs> Brisbane, Brisbane and London. <laughs> showing up with their well, QR codes tattooed yeah. to their legs. Just yeah. Kurt, if, if we could here. just backtrack a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's been saying if, if, if Craig is Satoshi, why doesn't he provide proof? Yeah. Now, it makes sense to me why he didn't if he was dealing with this situation, because he's obviously not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to transfer, you know, some Bitcoin to prove it. If I right. could possibly be liable to have to give half of these these Bitcoins to this uh, uh, Kleinman estate. So yep. now that that has happened, what are we going to see Craig do? Is he going to prove that he's Satoshi? Do you have he, any inside scoop on this? He, he has been saying in no uncertain terms uh, for about two months now, hey, as soon as this verdict is all settled and, and once the time has, has gone by where they, you know, we know they're not going to appeal or any of these other things, once mm -hmm. all that dust has settled, they're my coins and then I can do what I want with them. They are completely and, unencumbered. And tell us right now what the, uh, the value of those is right now. 
It, we actually don't know how many he has. It was speculated um, that the original coins that were being sued for was 1.1 million bitcoins, which at the peak of the trial was about $75 billion. Now we're looking at like 50, correct? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little less than that. So it's whatever 1.1 million times uh, the, the current price, but also the current price multiplied by all of the forks. So you've got all your your BTC, Bitcoin Cash, BSV, Bitcoin Gold, like all of those things are also included. They are unsplit Bitcoins. So there's all that too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of money. The uh, the Guardian values it at 50 billion. Yeah. So yeah, did- Craig, or excuse me, Kurt, they tell me I have to ask tough questions around here. That's fine. Um, do you, in your heart, believe Craig is Satoshi? I do. Uh, I, I think that Craig Craig's story is is incredible. It's it's fantastical. It seems absurd. Um, I started as a Craig Wright critic and have have dedicated myself to to researching the history of Bitcoin and and everything else that's going on. And I, I have come to the conclusion that it just makes too much sense. Um, I, I do. I, I don't know. I don't know if we know the whole story. I, in fact, I'm sure we don't know the whole story because there's a lot of cloak and dagger and stuff had to be burned. And, you know, when you're when you're, uh, you know, crypto guy, burn your keys, disappear, living in hiding, you know, some, you know re- we, we lose records in those situations, which is unfortunate. But uh, for all intents and purposes, I believe that Craig Wright was the architect of Bitcoin, wrote the white paper and and produced or organize whatever team was necessary to actually get it out into into the world. If this is true, and he finally does make a movement with these coins, my first move, if I'm him, is I want that statue down in Budapest, and I want my real likeness up there. You know, like what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I fucking earned this, and, you know, yeah. here it well, is. It's, it's it's funny, because I mean, Craig Craig laughably is a, is a suit guy. He's a three-piece suit guy, and and says, like, I never wore hoodies. I hate hoodies. Like, so it's when people draw Satoshi in a hoodie, he's always like, man, if they only knew. <laughs> um, so what does this mean for, for Bitcoin? Because the whole thing about Bitcoin forever, and, and this was the Maximus we're pushing, is that Bitcoin has no central office. There's yeah. nobody to, there's no office there, there's no board. There's no president. And this yeah, Karen can't go complaining. Yeah, what? <laughs> Karen can't go complaining to anybody. Right. So this changes that. A bit. Actually, I think it, it I think it changes it back to what it was supposed to be. Like Bitcoin, Bitcoin became a sort of democratic thing where people have like, okay, how can we change the protocol? There's a Bitcoin improvement proposal process. And then you get these gatekeepers on GitHub and then it's all right. Now it's made it through a couple rounds of, of vetting. And now we're going to push it out and have flag days where people vote with their nodes. Here's how we're going to change Bitcoin the next time. And it's like, none of that was supposed to happen. Satoshi very clearly said how that was not appropriate. It's not how it was designed. Um, it's, it's supposed to be proof of work. You are supposed to validate Bitcoin rules by building valid blocks on top of other valid blocks, period. That's the entire governance model. And this is what Craig has said from day one. As soon as Craig came out as, as a human in the Bitcoin space, 
before people even knew he was or, or, or even speculated he was satoshi he was talking about this that the power of proof of work proof of work is the governance model and then after the satoshi stuff it's he's only ramped it up and said look bitcoin was always supposed to be set in stone there is no power in bitcoin in fact one of my favorite lines that craig has ever said is that if you remove power from money like it's it's the most important thing that proof of work removes power from money so that not craig and not even god can change the protocol and and that that gives us a sound money that we can really rely on and and so that's where his head is at and so you know, can he change the protocol? Like, no, he designed it so that only proof of work can be the valid thing that validates blocks. It's not about Craig the person, Craig the personality. You know, there, there is no king. There is no God in Bitcoin. Let me, uh, let me let me bring up a couple points here, because obviously, as we know from watching every superhero movie in the plan on the planet, with great power comes great responsibility. Now, if he has these 1.1 billion or million, whatever it is, uh, Satoshis, he's, yeah. he's effectively can, you know, make a massive move on the market and affect the price. Yes. Now, obviously that wouldn't be, uh, you know, <laughs> it would be betraying the vision if he were to do something like that. But secondly, word on the street is it's possible he could have lost his keys. What do you think the chances are that he could have lost them? I think it would be zero if I'm starting any project from the ground up yeah. i'm backing that thing up 500 times is it possible he lost them it, it is absolutely possible uh in fact does he party heard... i mean could he get could he have gotten coked up got some strippers and said fuck it i made uh, a mistake craig, craig is known to have a, a drink or two or ten uh he's australian and, and drinks like it so um right. you know bad bad decisions can can happen at any time i suppose but <laughs> Uh, he's he's even said under oath that there are some keys that he just simply doesn't control anymore. Like, you know, everybody has events. Uh, he claims to have been hacked uh, in the last, I, I forget exactly when, but it was in the last year and a half or so um, that there was a pretty sophisticated attack on his home network to try to dig out, um, dig out his keys. He doesn't know if his keys were compromised in that situation. The coins have not been spent. But he, he specifically said, I don't I don't know if those those keys have been compromised and somebody might spend them. I can't spend them because they're they're wrapped up in lawsuits and other stuff. But if those coins move, it's not me that's moving them, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think some of the keys are, are likely probably not functional. And then there's another large chunk uh, that he explained were, were put into trust very early. Like he he always believed this thing would be huge. And so he put the vast majority of these coins in a blind trust where he was not a trustee, by the way, uh, for his own protection, you know, for, for the sake a, of it. When you say a blind trust, I mean, did he really like go to a court and create a trust or is this just like a technical blockchain trust that you're speaking um, of? I'm actually not sure. I've seen some evidence uh, for both, actually. And, and I believe there are three trusts, as I understand it. And it's it's a complicated web of, web of nonsense. So there's a, a Seychelles trust and then there's a... Um, there's a second trust, and then there is a, a. It's been mentioned that there is a trust that is managed on chain using the NLock time op code in in Bitcoin. It's basically like an algorithmic trust, essentially. So um, I, we don't know all the details, and and he's often said like, yeah, I'll I'll give you whatever I need to give you under oath, but like ultimately this is my private finances, and if I tell everybody how it's all set up, like that puts me in danger. So I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, not I understand you're, you're a marked, you're a marked man. If you basically yeah. move 
any of these coins from one account to another and yeah. you got a 50 billion dollar bounty on your head yeah. god knows we could see you know all kind we've all seen the born supremacy and shit like that in james <laughs> bond movies this shit could conceivably happen right the right point is, damon could come rob him at any time yeah. well and maybe maybe he's playing the long game and setting up his life story for a film and book rights i don't sure. know the point is instagram some, models they're coming in hordes armies of instagram thoughts are coming just nobody just never letting him pull out at all he's at gonna some have point, crypto but at babies some point, left and right at some point, we're going to need the proof where this is going to turn into the boy who cried wolf. So what are your thoughts on, is this going to happen? And if so, when can we expect it happening by? Uh, expectation, I, I, I don't know. Uh, he made it sound, again, over the last couple of months, he said that moving coins is imminent as soon as everything is settled. As soon as all the yep. little bows are tied up in the, in the, the case, they're his. Um, yep. Like I said, there is the option for like appeals and some of this other stuff, like it's got to have the final seal, and then they're his coins. And he said, they're moving. One way or another, they're moving. So, Where Would you put the over-under on on when we're going to see a movement? Uh, oh, six man. months, a year? Um, what is he, a, a, a psychic? <laughs> I would think... Was I would he think psychic lawyer? We will, we will know if they can move <laughs> much sooner than that. I, I think, you know, like 60 days or something, we will know if they can move. Like Okay. If so, there's a, yeah, a big appeal or some other, you know, whatever, then, you know, that kicks it back. But so I want to ask something. I, you know, I, I, I was looking on this. Your, your website is called, uh, 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 where is it? It's right here. Coin Geek, right? Am I, yes. um, is it Coin Geek? So yep. here is a, uh, you mentioned it, oh, the, when I look up, because, you know, Chris's daddy, right, is uh, Richard Hart. It's no, a, no, 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 his daddy. <laughs> no, that's okay. not true. That's... This is this is completely taken out of okay. context. I not tell science. him who's his daddy it's is. Chubby, it's, 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 it's chubby vampire vibes. That's all right. Dick Hart. Dick Hart is Chris Neff's dad. Okay. This is bullshit. I was okay. giving some hacks. And okay. he confronted right. Craig Wright at a convention. Right. Sure. Saying that you're not the guy. What does that do to critics like Dick Hart? Uh, have they spoken up on their opinions? Uh, th what this case means? Sure. And hey, Matt, you might want to turn off the sound. Clip. I've already seen the video, but I'm, I'm getting unfairly lumped into yeah. the hexagon mob and uh, cult. <laughs> I respect them. I hope they make it. I have maybe three point zero zero eight percent of my net worth in hacks. So somebody's <laughs> doing a little exaggerating here. Oh, dude, you called out uh, when Howie called him out. You said he was. Oh, you don't mess with the Widowmaker. By the way, everybody's a That's Widowmaker. That's Tesla, you dumb fuck. No, you said you it was a Widowmaker. You said that. Evan, you said that. Can you can you come correct here? It, it was Tesla. Tesla is the Widowmaker. No, Thank he you, does you say Tesla's the Widowmaker, but he also said that you were playing with your life if you're going after the hexagons. You said that. <laughs> you did say you, you did. Actually, you did well, say yeah, that. I said that said because end up in the bottom you, of a river you, with, you, with you didn't want boots. daddy to get mad. So what does this do to all of his, are there anybody who came out going, this doesn't mean anything. This is ridiculous. hundred oh, percent. First of all, Richard Hart is a is a Teflon man, as far as I'm concerned. Like he's he's the goddy of crypto, bro. Yeah, you don't yeah, fuck yeah, with yeah. Dick Hart. Right. So <laughs> we go. How quickly we turn. However, <laughs> there there are a number of people that that have really staked their entire careers. Like th the only reason they exist in the social space at all is that they are critics of Craig Wright. So this is like 
Arthur Van Pelt is probably the best example of that. Uh, he is a um, full-time Craig Wright critic writing 20,000 word diatribes and all the ways that Craig Wright, here's why this is a lie. Here's where he really was at this point and blah, blah, blah. Uh, guys like Artie are going to have to, to, you know, go back to whatever he does in, in, uh, in the Netherlands when, when all of this happens. But there's a lot of people, there's a lot of publications, uh, decrypt media, uh, put out a major hit piece, uh, just in the last couple of days and even Coindesk, Coindesk started covering this case with me, there was a CoinDesk uh, journalist sitting next to me every every day in court for the first like ten days, and she was great. She was writing a daily recap, and here's what we saw, and this and, like it was just the facts. And then Alan Silbert, the brother of the company that owns CoinDesk, is like, "Who's writing this? Who put this person out there? Why are we writing this nonsense? We need to cover this right." And then all of a sudden they bring out the attack dogs, and then it was every like. It's like, well, the, the 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 fraud and lying thief, Craig Wright, was in court again today. And then, you know, and that's how it was covered from then forward. And so a lot of people are, are, are very, very uh, heavily invested in Craig never proving anything and, and remaining uh, this pariah in the space that they've created with this, you know, their, their social power. So um, it, it's very much the mainstream media versus Craig Wright in, in many regards. Is it that, is it that if this guy is actually... Satoshi Nakamoto, this changes the fairy tale. Oh, it's 100%. And so much of these Bitcoin Maximus have been staking their whole belief in this coin oh, yeah. based on that. And, yeah. you know, we just, I mean, there's still people who think Russia, you know, stole the election in 2016. Sure. So we're having people stuck uh, into this narrative and people would rather be right than do right. We see that all the time. Oh, 100, do 100%. right is to admit you might be wrong. Yep. Well, and that's the thing is that is they've built their reputations on BTC, Bitcoin growing. It's nothing but the store value. And Craig Wright has shit on that nonstop. It's that, you know, store value is not the primary use case for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a peer to peer cash system and does all these different things. And then it's turned into like the Bitcoin civil war created Bitcoin SV, which is the thing that Craig Craig is a, a, a scientist at a company that has 200 full-time developers that are working on the BSV blockchain and not on BTC at all, zero. And so, you know, if, if Craig Wright is Satoshi, all of a sudden it's like, ooh, Satoshi Nakamoto has been 100% opposed to the cornerstone of my portfolio for the last five years. And then, you know, then what does that mean? So that's and that's the I, real threat right like now for those Bitcoin people. It's like you said Bitcoin SUV, which sounded like another <laughs> version of law, law and order, like a different, <laughs> law, like a shoot off where it's all about crypto crimes and yeah. stuff like that. Right. I did oh, see so after that, yeah. after the case ended that BSV was up maybe 50% in 40 minutes. Yeah. I yeah, want to discuss this because, and this is for crucial for a couple of reasons. And another reason why I tell people to stay off coin market cap is your go-to. <laughs> Um, you know, we look at the verdict and then, you know, uh, what it was at, like 117, 118, and then mm -hmm. it shoots up on coin market cap to 170. But I saw it high as 220 on KuCoin during yep. this movement. So it's it, obviously it's had effect on the price. We've settled back down to the 130 range. So, you know, you're you're up a little bit, but. It's very important for our readers to know you cannot hone in on coin market cap and say this is what it's trading for. You need to go to the sites and exchanges that yeah. a particular product is traded on. And I have another question uh, for you, Kurt. I'm looking at the exchanges you're on. I've never seen any 
product, token, coin, whatever, on so many different exchanges. Why is that? Hmm. Um, basically it's because there's a lot of small ones and there's a lot of small <laughs> ones because, uh, the same people that own Coindesk, for example, are, uh, they're owned by venture capital firms that own places like Coinbase and Kraken and, and some of the major places where you would want to buy them. Mm -hmm. Uh, BSV went through a major delisting campaign, uh, because people wanted to try to kick, kick Craig right in the wallet. Uh, it started with CZ, uh, at Binance saying, Hey, like, we, we don't like that you're you're you, you want to sue uh Hodelnot for slander and libel across twitter he's he is allowed to call you a fraud and and get hundreds of thousands of people to call you a fraud in the industry where you work if you sue him though we're we're going to attack you essentially and so uh bsv was removed from binance uh coinbase kraken gemini and a couple others were like, yep, we won't list it. If we were going to list it, we're not going to do it anymore. We're going to pull liquidity from our liquidity partners, et cetera. We want to kill BSV. And uh, that was about two years ago now. Uh, still still here, still kicking. And, um, you know, Craig Wright, Craig Wright's still there winning winning his cases. So it's uh, he's like the he's like the skin cancer that keeps coming back for the people at <laughs> Coinbase and let's everywhere zoom out else. Here. Let's zoom out here. What do you think happens to not BSV here, but Bitcoin uh, mm -hmm. in, in as this further develops? What Because people are, are going, hey, I thought this is going to be 150 at the end of the year. Now it's dipping below 50. What's going to happen yeah, to Bitcoin? I, I, aside from Craig, I actually think the charts look bearish. I, I don't think I don't think the markets look bullish right now at all. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people have been saying 100 grand by the end of the year because X, Y and Z. I have never felt that way. Um, in fact, I think the only reason we ever got above 30,000 at all in this cycle is because of Elon Musk. And so um, <laughs> I think people are cooling down. They're realizing like, hey, okay, maybe maybe the euphoria is over. And, and, and that's why you got the pumpers out there. You got the pomps, you got the, the Michael Sailors, you got the guys out there. We're buying, we're buying, we're buying. But it's like, eh. I don't know if, if I bought it three or four grand a couple of years, you know, two, not even two years ago, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm taking profits. Christmas is coming. I got bills to pay. I, I'm not bullish going into it. Do you think it's hit its, season, uh, it's, it's ceiling? Probably for the cycle, at least. You know, I, I, I think the, the hype that's there. I mean, think about it. If you're getting into Bitcoin right now to try to buy it for gains, like it's it's about 50 grand right now. In order to go 2x, it's got to hit $100,000. But it's like, what's 2x right now across the markets? Like, the risk reward is just like, eh, I don't love it. You know, it was much better. Like, BTC was super juicy at four grand. So it's a lot less juicy at 50 grand after being unable to to form a pattern that looks bullish. So, no, I'm, I'm not bullish at all, really. But, but, but do you think, you know, you hear numbers 300 grand, 200 grand. Do you think. Those are at all reality, even in the distant future. I mean, anything's possible. I, I think if it does happen, it'll be much more a product of, of a dying dollar and a dying economy than, than anything actually bullish about BTC. Like, B BTC is just not that interesting. There's not nothing really important happening in the BTC economy that can't be done better by some other technology. Well, and to be fair, why don't you, you ask the same question of BSV? Where do you see BSV going from here? Well, if you look at the you know supply and demand and, and other stuff, you know, relative to everything else, like 
BSV is Bitcoin. There's only 21 million coins. Don shot to 56 algorithms, all these other things, and it's 135 bucks or whatever right now. So like, I mean that that's a juicy buy, right? <laughs> so uh, now, if especially if if the creator of Bitcoin is proven to have the keys and all these other things, you get rid of all the drama, all the speculation. People are going to look back at it and say, "My goodness, this was the the single best asymmetric investment in a generation." Like he was literally out there for years saying, I'm this guy, I'm doing this. I'm willing to self-fund all my lawsuits and all my other drama. Like I'm out here putting in proof of work, putting on conferences, but like patents and all this other stuff that he's doing nonstop. And people are just like, eh, it's not him. I'm not going to buy, like, I'm not even going to buy a hedge in BSV. I want a hypothetical here from you, uh, Kurt. Okay. Let's say in uh, three months time, um, Craig does prove he is, (laughs) Uh, the legit Satosh and makes a, a movement with these coins. What happens to BSV? Does it 10x overnight? Oh, I think at least. Yeah, absolutely. Because especially, so if he moves the coins, like the, the thing about BTC is they have talked about, and this is like the market people, that the greatest threat to BTC's price is Satoshi coming back. He's the largest holder. He's the biggest whale in the room. And if he just shows up and he's like, well, time to cash in my million coins, like there's not enough liquidity globally to absorb that. So, I mean, it, it that's a bearish thing for BTC in general. But the fact that this BSV thing is also in the market is it just causes them like this, this total chaos moment where it's like, I mean, he could just go on Bitfinex and, and Coinbase and crack and all these other places at, the, at the same time and say, all right, I'm just going to do the flip here. I'm just going to hop on the BSV BTC chart and I'm going to click market buy. I'm going to completely clear the books. <laughs> it's just, it's going to zigzag everything. Let and me, like, let me ask you something. So as we know, the dollar is going just, I mean, they're just destroying the, yeah, the, it's a nightmare. The, the dollar. They're just mm-hmm. destroying it. Fiat money is running to ground. You know, I wish Howie could be here. Howie's, you know, he gets called a boomer. He's not a boomer, but he gets called, he's more stock guy. Uh, I personally believe, and you, I would love to hear your opinion on this, that every time that we hear a major corporation, major business sector starts accepting digital currency, it gets less and less that people are going to sell their coins for this dying fiat money. Do you see that? Because, you know, it's like, okay, dude, if everyone's taking Bitcoin, why am I selling my my digital to grab fiat money? We're like, Next day, all of a sudden, some trolls at the Federal Reserve just totally print a trillion more dollars, and now it's sure. worth even less than that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was a gold bug before Bitcoin. I've been a sound money guy for like 20 years. So, I mean, I Ron Paul poster on my on my college dorm room, okay? So, like, <laughs> I was very much a, a money guy in that regard. Like, fix the money, fix the world. I think we're a generation away from actual dollar collapse. And the reason is because there are so few people that have any idea how the hell any of it works. They work for dollars. They make their purchases in dollars. They pay the rent and buy their lotto tickets in dollars. And to get somebody to switch that in their mind, I mean, I've been doing it for nine years. I've been a Bitcoiner for a long time. People don't want to switch their brain out. Even even when they talk about Bitcoin, what do they talk about Bitcoin? Almost everybody's like, well, what's the price, right? You know, and it's like this fiat measuring stick that has been like soldered into their brain. I I, I think 
even even if it gets real bad, right? And I think it will get real bad. I, I think inflation is just going to absolutely crush the global economy. And I think people are just, it, it's still, it's such a like, it's a zeitgeist. It's, it's you know like what else is going to crush it? Little, little ease generation, not wanting to go to work. Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Nobody works anymore. No, nobody will go like empty the ships. Nobody will flip the burgers. Nobody will deliver the packages. Like it's just, okay. everyone's like, eh, I'm yeah. on Robin hood all day and killing it. So white kids. Am I right? White kids. <laughs> well, um, so, just, oh, real quick, real right. quick. So, you know, there's a dark side to Bitcoin, you know, everybody, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto translate to central knowledge. They took that as central intelligence. You know, there's many different, there's many different translations of the word. That tends to be how these things work to get everybody sure. to fight with each other. What are your thoughts on that? That if Craig Wright, is that make it more likely that there is this, you know, there's a, a memo coming from the CIA that said e-money, that Bitcoin fits into that. Do you, what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, Craig. Craig was actually an intelligence agency asset. Oh my starting god! Fuck. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Next episode. Here we so, go. But I mean, his history. He was so he was a forensic auditor. So it was up to him to like basically track down human traffickers, weapons runners, you know, drug uh, drug cartels and that kind of thing by doing forensic audits of their books. And so this is a lot where where the inspiration for Bitcoin came from because he's like. Okay, if we if if all of this was public and all of it was attestable and blah blah blah, like we could track people down. It would stop people from being able to do crime so easily and and in these kind of things. So, um, but I, I mostly think that is nonsense. Uh, the, the CIA angle, um, you know, and and I say this as someone who who readily admits that things like Tor uh, are absolutely were were the CIA push that out they run most of the nodes today that kind of thing can you so, explain to us what tor is i'm not familiar with it tor is an acronym it stands for the onion router um so if you if you take the the internet protocol and you wrap it in a bunch of different layers and you bounce around networks you use other people's exit nodes rather than your own what you're doing is you're constantly sort of mixing and anonymizing your ip address with other people's addresses that are that are being anonymized at the same time so it's like you're putting everybody's IP addresses that's running a Tor node or a Tor, even I think even the browser now that I think about it, um, it's tumbling everyone's IP addresses so that you can't see who did what essentially on the internet by tracking IP addresses. That's, that is not all of it, but it's the very shortest possible version of, of how Tor works. Uh, so it's, it's basically the gateway to the dark web. If you wanted to go you know, hit up uh, Alpha Bay and some of these other places where you can start, you know, trying to buy drugs or, or whatever other unsavory thing that you want to do. I've been on the dark web. It looks like a, a Payless Shoes website. I was like, <laughs> yes. I thought it was going to be like the metaverse. I'm like, dude, no. where's all the weird shit? And no, it looks like, like the internet like circa like, like 1996. Yeah, it's it really bad. So, I'm like, what? Is, this is the worst pirate shit ever. So, yep. so speaking about the government, I want to know. So say he does prove that he's Satoshi, moves these con coins. Don't you think that makes it easier for the government or the SEC to go after them and try to like centralize it? Um, no, not necessarily. I, I mean, there's there's an existential risk for for that in all kinds of things. But no, I, I actually think I actually think that it's good for the government to want to run nodes and, and commit proof of work. It's like imagine if the government became a miner, like then then it's incumbent upon them to like create value 
instead of just being able to decree things. Like if some guy could just say, hey, FBI, go kick that guy's door in, like there's no proof of work there. That's all just, that's nonsense. But mm -hmm. if the federal government's like, all right, well, we want to we wanna affect the protocol in some way, better spin up a bunch of miners. And they realize like, oh shoot, if we don't do valuable things, we're just losing money. You know, like it's, it, it creates a better mindset in my opinion. That's a, that's a, an idea that I, I totally just stole from a guy named Daniel Krawitz, who is much smarter than me <laughs> and, and has a lot of theories about, about that kind of stuff. So he'd, he'd be a fun guy to interview if you're uh, looking for a, a way out there thinker. Let me ask you this. I don't know if you trade or you hodl, but did you make any money on the, on the BSV swing? Did you sell any? I, so I, I actually trade quite a bit. I was a professional trader, uh, for a number of years. Um, it was, it was my primary source of income. So I, I almost always have a, a swing trade open at any given time. Uh, as soon as the price dipped across the board, yeah, I, I bought, I bought for the, bought for the jump. So, okay. yeah. Let me ask you this as well. Um, what is a project you like outside of Bitcoin? Um, yeah, I, what I'm are assuming your favorite coins, you, you man, seem way to too intelligent to put all your eggs into one <laughs> basket, uh, Dick Hart. So, uh, <laughs> I, so, so from a project standpoint, I mean, that's hard. Like there's, there's a lot of, I like to, I like to learn from what other people are doing. I, I actually don't invest in anything. I will take a trade. If the trade looks good, and there's hype behind it, whatever. Like, will, will I buy some random NFT to, to try to flip it for 10 X? Uh, absolutely. Um, so things like that, like OpenSea and Rarible, I think are, are great ideas, but, uh, same thing with like something like Cardano, for example, like they, they took the UTXO models is like the Bitcoin model of scaling and, and parts of Ethereum, like the ease of programming in Ethereum. And they connected it to Bitcoin's innate scalability. And I was like, okay, I'll keep an eye on Cardano. Let's see what they come up with. They claim to have like teams of academics, like looking at the protocol and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, let's see what they come up with. And ultimately, three years later, uh, it's a it's a it's a dud. Is you know from a tech standpoint, I mean, it's been a great investment, but from a tech standpoint, it's an absolute dud. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so I was still right. Bitcoin is still much more scalable, you know, as implemented in BSV. So I'm very heavy in BSV. Um, I, I, I are you earn out it. of Cardano? I don't have any Cardano. Yeah. So okay. do you have any Bitcoin? Uh, I have a little bit, I, I have a little bit of unsplit Bitcoin. So that would be like pre, pre any of the civil war stuff. So it basically gives me access to all forks and then, but that's, that's a, it's a very small amount. Like for me, I, I like to earn BSV in the BSV economy. So there's a lot of like, there are BSV exclusive social networks. There's, there's all kinds of tools. Uh, there's the the canonic book publishing. So you publish books and actually upload books into the BSV blockchain. So they're censorship resistant and everything else. Um, so like projects like that, I think are very, very cool. Um, other blockchains, like I think the only other thing that, that I have been curious to see how it would work out is Solana. Um, and Solana does a lot of really cool things. It's a very, very slick software implementation. But we've seen it fall over for the third time now. The third time it just happened this past week. And it fell over just two months ago. Again, like it, it can't scale because it fundamentally underestimates <laughs> the the right way to to build a network out. And so uh, for me, it's like, again, I'll take a trade, but I, I exit those trades. I'm not I'm not holding Solana for the long term. You're I'm not, not holding anything for the long term. You're not term. a hodler? I'm you don't not. hodl? I hodl. No. And I'm yeah. starting to think I might have Sam's to Sam's a hodler, hodling. dog. 
Hey, Kurt, uh, I want to talk to you about XRP because I know you know crypto more than anybody. Mm -hmm. I have a theory that XRP Mm -hmm. is too big to fail. And with their ongoing, you know, um, legal issues with the SEC, I could see the SEC compromising and saying, you know what, we will uh, we will let you work in the space as a stable coin. and possibly be able to pay out, you know, shareholders with dividends. Where do you see XRP moving forward in the future? And is my theory at all plausible? It's it's plausible. I mean, <laughs> the Ripple Corporation is run by very, very shrewd people. Uh, Brad Garlinghouse is a sharp dude. He's a hell of a CEO. I, I think XRP is crystal clear in illegal security. Their entire business model strikes me as absolutely should have been taken down years earlier by the SEC. But when you got a lot of money and a lot of lobbyists and really good lawyers, and you know, it's a, I don't know. Does it become the banker's coin? Does it become the banker's coin? I, d- I don't think so. I, here's the thing is like XRP, again, like doesn't solve a novel problem better than than the bitcoin protocol like i am absolutely a bsv maximalist today and it's it's because even something like xrp with the compromises that they made the centralization and whatever it's just not that scalable it's it's a lot more scalable than a lot of other things but it still has a hard top that you're just not going to get past and so for me it's like I don't know, maybe they do, maybe banks adopt it, but like we've seen banks adopt stupid stuff before. Like a lot of dumb ideas stay very popular for a very long time. But if we actually want to scale for global business, there's one blockchain. Like it's not Ethereum, it's not XRP, it's not Solana. Like Solana deserves a ton of credit for a very valiant attempt at doing it, but they've, they've, they, they have hit their, their top. They keep hitting the same top, and it keeps knocking the network down. They can't get past it. Sounds Monero, like talk to me about Monero, bro. <laughs> talk Monero, to me. Monero. So Monero is a very unique project. Monero is one of the. It's it's probably the most unique project in the blockchain space. It is not a fork of Bitcoin or Ethereum, which makes it different than ninety nine percent of everything else right out the gate. It is a fork of Bitcoin, which is a completely uh, separate protocol. Um, and, and uses a lot of very novel technologies and techniques to create protocol level anonymity across the entire network. It's, it, I used to be a Monero miner uh, back, back when it was a GPU mineable thing. I, I had a, a pretty significant GPU uh, mining operation and it was some, something that I, I thought was unique. I, I liked how unique it was, so I, I was a big supporter. They changed away from the GPU mining, which really soured me on on uh on the whole thing but <laughs> we you, think it, you think it's hit its ceiling i i haven't taken a good look at monero in a long time so yeah. I, I don't know what's changed in 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 quite a while i was a uh, i knew everything about monero like three or four years ago but there's been a lot of changes and i have not kept up on them i, I do a lot of crypto conventions i get asked to do mm-hmm. stand up and i'm like hey pay me in monero they're like oh you know about monero like I've now yeah, entered yeah, this yeah. secret society. Right. Of, uh, of, of, of Monero, Monero is like the one Monero is like the coin that like everyone can respect that even if it doesn't perform, like because it's so unique, it's such a novel piece of technology that even people that don't like it or don't like anything but their one coin are like, yeah, but Monero is really interesting. Like it, it is at the very least a very interesting project. 
My final question, and then I, Chris can ask whatever question you want. Final question. Shibu Inu. Oh, is it going to crash and burn, bro? <laughs> yes. It, it does. God! It does. It does nothing unique at all. Zero. Did it peak? Did it peak? Almost certainly, yes. You think it has one more run in it, bro? I doubt it, sincerely. Fuck! <laughs> I'm holding. Uh, okay, a couple thoughts here. I want to talk to you about, you know, uh, two things. First of all, Tether. Um, obviously, the United States government has a problem with Tether in the sense that they're offshore, uh, but Tether is, you know, this 76 billion cap now. And yep. there's a lot of money sitting in Tether that people used, obviously, to move their money in and out of, of, of Bitcoin and other major coins out there. Do you ever see Tether actually getting rug pulled? Uh, because we know they're not matching dollar for dollar, even though banks don't do the same thing. Are we yeah. going to see any regulation on Tether? And should we be concerned about Tether? I, so I've been concerned about Tether since 2017. Um, I, in fact, I've, I've been calling the, 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 I've been ringing the death bell of, of Tether since then. Like, hey guys, this is a big, big problem that's going to collapse at some point. Mm -hmm. and, and it's been four years of that now. <laughs> so it's like, how long can this nonsense go on? That is anyone's guess. If you can keep printing money forever, you keep making people rich when you need to. I mean, think about who you can pay off with Tether if it's like, hey, man, we get this politician, like, we need to print a few million dollars out of nowhere. Let's do this, you know? Yeah. And like, so my, my question is, when you're trading in and out of, you know, coins, are mm -hmm. you parking your money in USDC as opposed to Tether or, or what? So I, I actually would rather not say what I'm doing <laughs> in a, in a thing. Right, people, keep talking. People, people should absolutely... Um, do a serious audit of their own financial situation. I so for that reason, I prefer derivatives trading, and right. and trading against things that are uh, on compliant exchanges. I I do everything I can to avoid tether. So for me, it's I I do what's called um, it's essentially a bet. Like I don't actually hold coins. I will typically just make a bet on price action, and then if I'm right, I get back whatever collateral it was that I staked in the bet. Yeah, so for you're me, just talking about leverage trading, correct? Yeah, it's mar it's margin trading. So yeah. my I get my collateral back. I'm taking profit and collateral. Um, yeah, so very very different. And okay. rather than pulling, like if if I'm bearish, like I just go short on whatever I go short on, and that's still a margin trade for me. Okay. So and lastly, I want to talk about you know uh, two things actually, basically gaming, and then of course the metaverse. Uh, because we have so much going on in, in the market, whether it's, you know, mana or sandbox. Mm -hmm. And now uh, a lot of our readers are talking about gaming plays like Gala. What are your thoughts on this new avenue in the crypto sphere? I, I think it's I think it's huge. Like this is this is something that I have wanted to see happen for a long time. I thought Decentraland was awesome when when the very first announcement was made for it. And getting into mana like mana was one ico that i was like hey man this is this is really sweet if this works this is going to be awesome yeah. uh but metaverse you know the concept of a metaverse is is not new though like you know the the book ready player one is a 20 something year old book today you know so like right. the the idea of a metaverse isn't new like I, shoot i was playing second life probably again like it feels like 20 years ago right. so like the the new thing is is the blockchainification of it. It's the like okay, I actually own this digital item or this digital land or or whatever. 
Um, that's super unique. But again, like that has the same scaling problem. Like if it's built on Ethereum, like it just doesn't really work at scale. You, you, hmm. you like it doesn't scale up. You're paying more in fees than you can like for for whatever it is you're doing. So there's still a lot of very fundamental problems that need to be worked out in that regard. But I, I think it is um, conceptually. I mean, it's crystal clear. This is where everybody's going. It's you know, Facebook just changed the corporate name to Meta and this yeah. whole. The whole thing. So yeah, so, do I you mean, have an it's... under the radar play uh, outside of Sandbox or um, Decentraland that, that you you have your eyes on? I would keep a very close look at a company called Omniscape. Uh, Omniscape is a VR XR platform, uh, VR AR XR. So it is rather than you're playing in a metaverse like while sitting in a chair, it's more of an mm-hmm. overlay metaverse in the real life. Like in the real world, uh, think Pokemon Go style, but um, but but much much more complex. Uh, you've got NFTs out in reality and these kind of things. Now I've been so at basically this. What you're saying Crazy. is the closest to the Matrix we're going to get, where we're laying down on our backs in a chair and we're in the Matrix, getting our dicks sucked, <laughs> and we wake up and we're just drenched in sweat and jizz, and it's like yeah, it's I don't need to leave the house. Old. Everybody what? thinks like young people are going to be in the metaverse. You know who's going to be yeah. in the metaverse? Senior citizens in old homes just yeah, absolutely. acting like they're 20 again. Right. Their knees don't work anymore. Yeah. But... All their old <laughs> skills. If I'm in a nursing home and I'm alone, which is probably where I'm headed in life. You're already not... alone. Why is it going to take the nursing home? Uh, my point is I'm not going out, you know, working on the crossword puzzle, eating my tapioca pudding. I want to be juiced in, plugged in, eight hookers, you know, shitting on my face type <laughs> shit going out, you know. You know, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Kurt. You deserve better. You really do. You deserve <laughs> better. It's you debatable. Do. So so I, I have one final question, then we'll let you go because I know it's late sure. where you are and we don't want to keep you up all night. Uh, Evan, you could stay up all night. Don't you? You're young. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but there's this whole notion about a lot of rug pulling going on, digital currency going down to zero across the board. You know, people from the outside is like, you know, this is just a fad. What do you think? Is it possible one day we could see all crypto being nothing? I mean, all or functionally all like i i think 95 percent of the entire marketplace is absolute nonsense so so i hope it it goes to absolute nothing like there's a few again like we've mentioned a couple of projects that are like hey here's some groups of teams that are doing some novel things they're working really hard like i want to see people like that succeed but the like the shiba inu people or the dogecoin people or the whatever it's like stop bringing stuff back up Pump and valuations, 50,000 X, like you're getting rich and that's great. You've disrupted your portfolio, but you're not disrupting anything in the economy that I care about. And so I hope you die. Right. (laughs) You the blockchain, not you the person, but yeah. So you're basically staying away from today's biggest gainer, which happens to be Harry Potter, Obama, Sonic 10, Inu up 21,000%. You're saying fuck Correct. I have missed that rocket. Yes. Yeah. Well, I appreciate well, I haven't. On, I haven't because the second biggest coin is Elon's Marvin, which I own, and it's up 3000 <laughs> percent today. Oh, and I'm on the shit coin now. express, Kurt. 
Dude, I you like gotta get help, bro. You gotta That's get exciting. help, bro. You need help. Kurt, I'm sorry about this. You deserve better. Thank you for coming on our show. <laughs> Kurt. Uh I, I wouldn't blame you if you lose all of Chris Neff's uh contact info. because uh, <laughs> you know what? You seem professional. You have I, hope well, in your Kurt, eyes. I we, blocked you guys. I actually blocked all of you right in the middle of a conversation. So. <laughs> we, we do need to do something with CoinGeek because we got a busy schedule next year. We're going to be doing yeah. a couple of conventions um, for some projects that we like. But we do still want to keep you up on that Coin Geek uh, yes. party in New York City. Please. Because I haven't, I haven't been out I'm of the about house. about that in three years and that would be a lot of fun we're going to dubai in march so if you wanted yeah. to party like it's uh let's see <laughs> like it's the uae i'm gonna keep it real clean <laughs> no no be you. no no i need to make it in and out of that country in march no, I'm so. with you on that. I'm Her, with do you want you. me to bleep the shit the hooker shitting on my face part because yeah i would like I'm, you to I'm, do that it's your show my, i don't care my overall spirit energy i would like that yeah. bleep okay yeah. my children will wake up one grow up one day and see this episode and go why dad, why? why dad why did you talk to that mean man who we think is now our aunt and a woman. Yes, that is Auntie Nefty. Okay. Thanks for coming on, Kurt. Thanks, we appreciate Kurt. it. Thanks, and, guys. Uh, you're welcome back anytime if you return our calls. Uh, please come back. <laughs> we'll see Much you in Dubai, Kurt. Yes. I'm all about that action. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Dude, that was great, man. That yeah. was great. What a great conversation. He Way knows too the shit, man. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, he tells you what you need, not what you want, but what you need. Exactly, which brings me to what I wanted to discuss today uh, on uh, on a big topic. And that is, I think it's very important to realize that in any aspect in life, you're going to go up, you're going to go down. The problem is when your portfolio takes a shit tank, it is a natural human tendency to say, I'm going to close my laptop. I don't want to look at it. I'm going to pull my covers over my head and I'm not going to face the day. And that doesn't do you any good. It's I'm going to tuck my dick in and walk around like I have a vagina. Right, Chris? Right. right. The point Yelling, is. Yelling, I'd fuck me the whole time. <laughs> by the way, I do do that impression with a different twist that nobody ever does. I'll do okay. it in person Was someday. It Irish? No, I do it when he walks in the door and he's like, I think I got a card here. And then he does the twirl around and drops the cards. I do it way before he gets naked. So the point is, you cannot pretend like reality hasn't happened when something happens and you take a shit in, in, in any account, whether it's equities, uh, whether it's coins. You have to say, this is happening. This is real. What is my action plan moving forward? You cannot just shove it away. Okay. Don't deny your current reality is what I'm saying. And it's very important to remember that in all aspects of life. If you're in a bad relationship, a toxic relationship, a workplace environment, you can't just say this isn't happening. And I think it's human nature that we all do it every once in a while to be like, I can't even look at my portfolio. It's a mess. Fine. Do it for 24 hours, but come back and say, it is a mess. What am I going to do to change it? Okay. I guess that's my point. Uh, I guess we might as well just get into picks of the week and then we can back up and do the time machine, right? Or do we want to do reader questions, memes of the week? Guys, Howie's not here. We could talk shit about him. Apparently, he's still on the toilet from bad lasagna. What are we doing? Oh, well, he was smelling I had to go use the wrong. bathroom. What's that, E? 
He, he was spelling lasagna wrong in the group chat, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I mean, he spelling is not Howie's uh, strong suit. Howie's strong suit is retard strength excitement about whatever he's talking about. That is literally his. <laughs> I mean, it was great, dude. Um, Good, you know. Uh, this week, do you want to get in your picks, man? You want to get in your picks? Yeah, I mean, we can get into picks. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, we'll time machine. We could do we could do reader questions right now, then picks. It's up to you. But no, I just do-, do picks, and then we'll okay. we'll we'll time, time machine. machine it. Yeah. Well, in Howie's absence, I do want to say Howie really likes Ford moving to twenty five. I am bullish on Ford as well. Um, uh, so for me. I have an interesting pick of the week because I'm primarily staying in cash because I think the market could keep sliding on these awful inflation fears. So my pick of the week, Sam and I were talking about this yesterday. We had one of those heart to hearts, one of those come to Jesus moments where I have to say, Sam, let's not just fucking fix your heavy leg syndrome. Okay, let's look at the big picture in life. Let's get you into a house. And I bought a house. It took me over a year to do it. And I know we talk about let's go from fucking digital to physical. I want people to do that because at the end of the day, I feel like people can get a little Citizen Caney, a little Randolph Hursty when they're looking at their shit and they're like, bro, I've got fucking, uh, you know, 28,000 in Bitcoin, another 150,000 in man. And I'm like, that doesn't mean dick to me. What means in something to me is that you're living a comfortable life, that you're living a life where you're not throwing your rent money away. So what I want to tell people is, if you are in a position that you've made a lot of money in the market, whether it's stocks, equities, or whether it's fucking full-blown crypto fucking shit tokens or Bitcoin or whatever, I want you to take your digital and turn it into physical. And how do you do that? You don't buy a house overnight. The first thing you do is you go get pre-qualified to buy a house. It takes time. You fill out paperwork. You send in your tax returns. You do all this shit. But the point is, then you're in a position to go house hunting. Then you're in a position to make an offer on a home. So what I want people to do is if they're sitting on a bunch of money, I want you to take advantage of this this market that's still 3% to get a loan and get serious about buying a fucking home. So go get pre-qualified, go on Quicken Loans, go on Guaranteed Rate, go on any of these big lenders online and just see what you are capable of doing when it comes to purchasing a home. That's my advice. Get pre-qualified to buy a home. I I agree with that, Neff. You know, I agree with that a lot. You know, we're going through some crazy times right now. And I think, you know, not because this isn't a conspiracy podcast, but if you're asking me, what is going on? I see the the light winning more and more and more. The United States will be the last one to come along because we have it so good here. Even if it's chaos, we, we have it so much better. You see Australia, Europe, everybody's really wakening up to what is going on. And like I said, I don't ever do dates, but if you were going to ask me, my my feel, my feel would be, in 2022, towards the end, we're going to come through this thing and we're going to enter a very a time of enlightenment, you know. So my whole thing is like, sorry about the dog. My whole thing is this, dude, like how how decentralized can you get? And what Chris Neff is talking about is getting a high. That's a wonderful start is to lock down your own house. OK, 
have a physical place, own something. What the powers that be want is for you to own nothing. They literally talk about it. They want you to own nothing. They want you to rent everything. That's the best way to fight back. I've been telling you guys, I really do believe you need to get generators. Generators, again, physical. Guns, particularly ammo. And do gold. I think gold and silver are real good buys right now. I personally think you should hold on to them. And uh, th these are things you hold on until, one, the collapse of society. And you need to be able to buy uh, security guards off so you could get through. And then, two, uh, if you if you get old, you die. You could pass you could pass on your children. That's yeah, my and I guess just just to further this, if you already own a home, put up a gun turret on the corner. Okay, yeah. you know, make some Molotov cocktails. If if you need to beef up your inventory, can some fucking peaches. Okay, start learning how to grow gardens. That's my whole thing. But you know, the things that are going on in this show is like it's not just finances because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, people are spending less money this month because Christmas is coming. So, you know, things are going to slow down a little bit. Don't panic, just hold on. And also, dude, it's like, you know, everything's about scaring you. Oh, this is going to crash. That's going to crash. You know, just prepare yourself so that these powers that be can't fuck with you. Generators guns, gold, martial arts. That's what we're talking about. I do. I, I mean, dude, I think, I don't know. I'm getting real close to selling my, uh, my Shibu Inu. It made a nice run. I think on the next one, I might convert it to another coin. I don't know, man. I said I was going to hold it for three years. It seems to be, I love the Shibu army, man. They keep convincing me to stay. We'll see. Um, Tony, you're still a general in the army. Don't forget that. I really am. Chris Neff has got me thinking, as you guys know, I own some Bitcoin from way back in the day. Uh, I had a, I have a podcast called punch drunk sports and I was paid in Bitcoin and I'm holding it. Uh, I, 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 I understand what our guest was talking about where people always be in the cash, but I do believe whether it's good or bad, we are going to move to a digital currency more. And the more and more places accept digital currency, the more and more uh, people are going to stop selling it. That's just my humble opinion. And uh, so I don't, my, again, I, I'm always like prepare guns, gold, martial arts, and learn to farm. Learn to farm? Yeah. Learn to farm. So I personally do not have a pick this week because I think, you know, obviously I'm more of a crypto guy. I think we're in a crab market or we're going to enter a crab market where we're going up and then we're going back down and then we're going up and going back down and just staying kind of relatively you stagnant. you say a crab market? Crab well, I would market. say it's a crab market if it only moves sideways. Right. Yeah, th that's what he's saying. Yeah, crab market. So I just feel like unless you're trying to swing trade or something, uh, I mean, you can do it, but I personally don't have a pick. I'm going to keep my cash on hand, maybe hold some of my positions right now, but not really looking into anything at the moment. Okay. So you're not, you're, you're not chasing shit coins like the, the, the freak over here. That's no, captain shit coiner, buddy. I think, I think my, my luck has run out. I had, I had my luck in May or April or May and that, that, I, that will never, ever happen again. So I'm just going to, you know, take what I have now and just chill. Okay, my pick of the week Evan, for Evan. 
Hold is on. a new background. Yeah, I mean, like obviously, you're you have no pick in either uh, your coins, stocks, or wall decorations. I either. moved yesterday. Now, <laughs> is this a is this a room in your your apartment or is this an office? What is it? It's a it's my office in my apartment. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, now, now did you, you take your, the? Yeah, ask the question. Did you take? Are you the living big with your leap? old lady right now? Did I take? What do you? There's too many questions at once. Did you move in with your old lady? Yes. Oh, congratulations. Damn. That's a big first step. It is. Damn. You got two two separate shitters? We do, we do, we do. Too, too bad, too bad. You need that, that's, dude. You need that. Yeah. That's how you, you keep that. a relationship together. Yeah, don't blow up the one bathroom when they're about to use it. Dude, when, when I got my house for my kids, I made sure I had two shitters because my dad used to just annihilate the bathroom and make a shower right after. It was so traumatic, bro. That's, By the way, mm. I think we just titled the episodes. Two shitters? <laughs> the two shitter with, with Kurt Yeah, that will go well on YouTube. They really love promoting that, that title. <laughs> two crappers. Uh, two. Anyways, so this was, uh, this was a great episode. Yep. Guys, I have one more episode this year. That will be next week's. And then I take my two weeks off. I take every year from all my podcasts. So next week will be our end of the year episode i mean if chris neff is lonely and he'll keep doing episodes so you know he'll keep going whether he can convince Evan, i will i will be here <laughs> he will keep doing as many episodes as Buddy, he can. cal ripkin of podcasting doesn't take two weeks off okay yeah, and also the, cal the youtube of loneliness doesn't take two <laughs> weeks off either um so we'll see what neff is but next week should be our end of the year uh excitement i mean i don't know when we started this what year did we start this, uh, this, year, right? this january January. So we'll do our first year roundup. Uh, tell us your favorite moments. Tell us uh, your favorite pick that we did, our worst pick you did. Just let us know and uh, we'll wrap it up. And, and when I mean wrap it up, I'll, I'll take some time off and Chris will never leave his best friends. Yeah. And uh, before you take us out, Evan, I just want to say thank you to RA Hexagon up in Edmonton uh, for the long conversation and filling me on on Pulse Chain, which we will probably hit on next week. So thank you, RA Hexagon. It means a lot. Evan? Shout out Okinawa. Okinawa.